passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Our guest today returning to Post Wrestling is the executive producer and co-creator of the wildly successful Dark Side of the Ring series. And beginning on Tuesday night at 9 Eastern, they're going to be introducing Dark Side of the Ring Confidential, a sit-down show going behind the scenes of some of the episodes from the first two seasons. I'm very happy to be joined by Evan Husney back here at Post Wrestling. Evan, how are you today? Oh, I'm good, John. Thanks so much for having me back. So I guess we can start um, just with the brand new show with Confidential coming out. Was this mm-hmm. something that just kind of spun out of uh, Vice TV, an idea to bridge season two with season three? Because I think that certainly as someone that has shot as much as you and, and your partner, Jason Eisner, have, there must be so much material that couldn't yeah. make the final cut that this will give you that excuse to explore some of these topics a bit deeper. Yeah, it was kind of this like organic thing where <clears throat> Vice TV kind of reached out to us and was like, hey, we're looking to, you know, reinvigorate the first two seasons on on the channel, you know, leading up to season three in some way. Do you have any ideas? And so we kind of pitched this idea of like, well, you know, we have this podcast that we do with Conrad called, you know, Dark Side of the Podcast that we do on his network. And then we just sort of were like, what if we kind of brought that to TV in a way? And it's kind of hard to bring like, you know, a loose format like that to television with commercial breaks and everything. But we just sort of figured out it'd be this cool thing where we can kind of watch the episode with people on TV and then come in kind of at the top and the tail of commercial breaks and just kind of unpack things, introduce things, you know, show new clips people have never seen. And one thing we got in the habit of is like people were interviewing for season three. We were like, Hey, did you see our show before? And have you like, what's your thoughts about Gina Hernandez's death and things like that. So we were able to get like new takes, fresh takes, and also a lot of deleted scenes. And yeah, and we could, it just gave us the time to expand upon points. We didn't have time to include in an episode. So yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just kind of this organic thing and it was really fun. And we shot it at the ECW arena, which is really cool. It was my first time ever being there. So that was, it was just cool. It was just a really cool kind of fun project to do um, on the side. When you have a topic, and Tuesday night you guys are going to start with the Gino Hernandez episode, when you're so tied to some of these topics in the lead-up and then the premiere, afterwards, like what's it like when you have some distance from a subject you were so close to, to revisit the documentary, watch it with some fresh eyes? I imagine that that's a bit of a different experience when you're so in the weeds uh, attached to it on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it is weird because especially the season one, were you know even though it was just a few years ago now i hadn't really gone back to watch them mm-hmm. um you kind of like as soon as they air it's like you know there's no real point to really go back and watch them really so i watching them again was interesting because it was like wow i probably would have done things a little differently now because we've learned so much you know doing now almost you know 30 episodes of the show it's mm-hmm. crazy 
So, yeah, looking back at them and it's like, oh, I would have made a different choice here or there. Or, you know, I it, it takes me back to those editing room decisions, you know, when we were sort of like, man, like, if only we could have fit this detail in or that detail. And now we get to elaborate on it a little bit more. Like just thinking about the Von Erich episode, too, which is one of the episodes that we're going to be doing for Dark Side of the Ring Confidential as well. It's like, man, how do we fit all that into 44 minutes, you know? And just being like, there is a lot more there to talk about, a lot of details and certain things um, just with regards to what, you know, the family went through. So, yeah, it, it, it was pretty weird now kind of looking back at it. But also, like, this is the this is the beginnings of the show and I was trying to figure out the format, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. It was, it was I mean, I'm, I'm making it sound like this was 20 years ago, but it's just like a couple of years ago. But it, it was, uh, it's been such a, such a, you know, break, like the last couple of years have just been nonstop, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think that given the opportunity to kind of be able to expand upon these things, is, I think helps me in a way be like totally, you know, okay with all the episodes now, because there are like, you know, things that I wish we could have fit in some of these episodes or little details or little nuggets that I wish I would have been able to to get in and now being able to have this show confidential to be able to do that, I think fully satisfies me now. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you guys are, well, we can talk a bit about uh, season, th- season three right now. It's been announced 14 episodes, which is, you know, a, a huge undertaking yeah. for you too. I'm sure I don't have to tell oh. you guys that. Uh, where are you guys in the process of those 14 episodes as we speak? Yeah. So, um, well, when they first, you know, it's weird because when we finished up season two, I mean, we, we approached season two as, as like, you know, we're, we're, we're never going to do another season. We almost were like, if, if there's never going to be another season, let's get all the episodes we want in there to do and, you know, kind of go for broke. And then when they, when they approached us with the season three, it was like, whoa, and we kind of molded over a little bit because we felt like, you know, there was a real high note in, in, you know, at the end of season two with the own heart episode and, you know, where do we go from here kind of vibe. Right. And then especially when they wanted to order 14 episodes, I was like, oh, my God, you know, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's 14, 14 documentaries that we have to make basically in, in a year or so. It was pretty daunting. And then um, as we started to, you know, deep dive into like the subjects that are left and, you know, it gave us the opportunity to do some deep cuts and, you know, some personal favorites and some ones that maybe you wouldn't have been able to get away with in the first couple of seasons because it might be too niche, you know, for for a television audience or things like that. So, um, but yeah, it's been quite the undertaking, especially under the COVID circumstances. It's, 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 it's posed a lot of, you know, uh, uh, just little things that to, to, to navigate has slowed us down in many ways and restricted travel and, you know, but we've been able to make the same show, which I'm really thankful of. We've been able to make the same show. It's going to look and sound the same. You know, there's no Zoom interviews, you know, or anything. We're all, we, we did all the interviews in person and did, I shot all the reenactments in a studio just like we would have normally, obviously with a lot of precautions and procedures in place. Uh, but at least at the end of the day, it's the same show. So, but, um, yeah, so it's just, um, man, season three. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty epic and it's, it's going to sprawl a lot of different types of tones of episodes, you know, cause sometimes our show has the true crime vibe. Sometimes it has like the profile thing or like kind of the more sportsy event based, uh, deconstruction. It has all, all of those in this, which I think is really cool. There's a wide range of different tones that you're going to see. 
And are you guys still in in the midst of, of shooting episodes, or has the oh, shooting been done? Right. No, right. I forgot to answer that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we are still ha- very much shooting uh, right now. I would say that <clears throat> I'd say that we're like you know most of the documentary end of the fourteen episodes has been filmed. Pretty close to all, not not everything. There's probably one big trip that we have to do, uh, one, one more big trip to do to grab the rest of them. But for the most part, I'd say about 80% of the documentary stuff, if not a little more, shot. Uh, we have we have quite a bit of reenactment work to do. Still, we're actually going back into the studio to shoot some reenactments in a couple of weeks. Um, have you have uh, you been assigned yeah. any roles? Or are we going to get Evan Husney uh, <laughs> flexing his acting skills as we've seen in the first two seasons? Well, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, it's, I've actually had to um, not attend the reenactment shootings thus far because um, because of the crossing the border uh, has, has been very tough for me as an American. Right. Um, and, 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 and being able to, you know, do the quarantine properly and then still be on our production schedule because sometimes so we, so we've kind of looked at season three as like a divide and conquer type thing where I'm more like really, really focused on doing the documentary end of, of just getting it all done. And then Jason is really focused on the reenactment side and he's actually in route to Canada right now to, to do that. So um, yeah, it's been a lot of divide and conquer, but we've been able to do it pretty successfully, but I will not going to hopefully be there for the last reenactment shoot that we're going to be doing in June. And, and um, At that time I'll be, hopefully reprising some roles or creating some new, some new cameos. <laughs> As one of the, uh, the few people that I can talk to that has been able to travel during this pandemic, I'm curious from your point of view that as you've been going to different parts of the country, have you, mm. how have you kind of assessed the response to the pandemic in different parts of the country? Is, is there any kind yeah. of noticeable different yeah. changes? Just like I'm in, this part and it seems like it's a very frantic pace versus others where it's more relaxed. I'm kind of curious that like you have some comparison points. Totally. And you know, it's very interesting because over the last year, I think this is the year that, or last year was the year I traveled. (laughs) Ironically, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, And, but we did it in an interesting way, which is, we didn't fly everywhere because normally we would just get on planes and fly everywhere. Mm-hmm. So we actually, this, this season, a lion's share of all the travel we did was uh, driving. We actually did it all in an RV. So, so we actually put, we probably put now at least, I don't know, 12 or 13,000 miles on an RV, you know, driving around the country. I've, I've been around the whole country, cross country twice. Wow. Um, shooting this season already. So literally, um, you know, starting up in LA, ending in Charlotte, that kind of a thing. Um, so it's been crazy just doing that, seeing the country, especially leading into the election, you know, um, and just literally being on the ground. Like, I think I, I think we've been to like 28 to 35-ish states, maybe. Like, we've been to a lot of places over the last year. And seeing just the different response and just seeing, yeah, the, just like the different way that, I mean, there's definitely stark differences between certain states you know, in certain places of the country where, you know, you feel more safe and then, of course, less safe and, and people acknowledging that there's a pandemic and people who aren't. And and then, of course, it's always tricky because, you know, you have to be safe and there's a lot of precautions that have to take place. And when you're involving talent and crew and other places, so it complicates everything. 
the most important thing is safety and knock on wood, everyone's been really safe and we haven't had any issues, um, which is great. Uh, so for those listening, what are the official topics that, that Vice has released for <clears throat> season three? Yeah, so pretty limited in what I can say. Uh, right. There's been a lot of rumor and innuendo out there, shall we say, uh, about some of the some of the topics that you know you can you can you can peruse. But I am officially bound to only say what I can say. Um, <clears throat> but the topics that have been officially announced, uh, we are doing the Brian Pillman uh, two part special, um, which will be the season three opener. Um, no date has officially been announced yet for season three, but that's coming very soon. You're going to hear about that soon because, um, you know, confidential is, is the focus right now for vice TV. And then, you know, shortly thereafter, you're going to, you're going to start hearing the announcements for season three. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're going to open the show with a two part Brian Tillman special, um, which I'm very, very, very excited about. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a story that I've wanted to tell since the beginning of the show. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad we waited because I feel like, you know, we have Steve Austin in the show and being able to get him to be a part of the show was just a huge, I mean, as a fan, I mean, he was my favorite as a kid. So just to be able to become full circle kind of with that and, you know, to get kind of your childhood hero in the show has been awesome. And I think he brings a huge stamp of approval on the show and uh, I was just really surprised. I was just really surprised that, you know, as, as, as much as I've always wanted to tell that story and to have it be a part of our show, I was very surprised at how overtly obvious it was that we needed two hours to tell it because it's such a, um, you know, really dense um, emotional journey that doesn't just stop and start with, you know, the, the birth of Brian and the death of Brian. Uh, it goes well beyond that in terms of what the family has been through after that. And, um, yeah, I learned so much about his story and it's just, it just perfectly exemplifies all the themes that we like to explore in, in our show, the, the reality versus fiction, the blurred lines, all that stuff. Like this is a, this is a story that is absolutely tailor-made for our show in every sense of the word. And I'm really excited for people to also discover Brian as a, Brian Tillman as a genius, uh, in wrestling and really a total unsung great in, in the in the business who was obviously gone way too soon but still everything that he accomplished is fantastic when it comes to the decision making process is that largely left to you and jason and do the two of you have a bit of a litmus test of certain boxes you have to be able to check off that a topic meets like what is sort of just take us a little into the decision making process when it comes down to narrowing the topics down Sure. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, you know, we, there's, there's a lot of topics, you know, there's a lot of stories, obviously over these last few years and send us topics every day, you know, we've, you know, looked into a lot of different stories and there's a lot of personal ones for us. And we kind of just all meet like as a collective, like, you know, me and Jason and our team, especially the team that's been with us since the very beginning. And it's just kind of, you know, uh, you know, brainstorming around them and then trying to find like the emotional human hook. That's always kind of the first thing. It's like there's a lot of great stories out there in wrestling that would be very compelling to a wrestling audience, you know, purely to a wrestling audience, you know, in terms of just like, you know, a backstage story or, you know, one incident or a minor incident, you know, and it's like for us, it needs to kind of transcend that. We need to find like um, a real emotional arc, like a relatable human interest aspect to the story that um, can hook a non-wrestling fan. And that's the thing that we look for primarily first. 
and then right next to that is kind of just yeah we since we started with the brody episode since that was kind of our pilot you know we always reference that episode every day as kind of like the exemplary template for the show because you know that that really hooked us in the beginning because of all the intersections of reality and fiction in that story here's a guy you know who's killed in a locker room and you know all of this is real this absolutely real criminal thing that took place you know gets like all the waters get muddied because it's, it's taking place in a cafe locker room you know and so those kind of blurred lines aspects that whole quality of reality versus fiction is the thing that we we really like to explore you know wrestling has a fourth wall not, not any other sport has that so we really try and you know look at stories that kind of are are, are i think interesting in that aspect and oh my god brian Pillman definitely is if you know that story you know that is a huge part of it is, is that whole thing is a guy who created a character, you know, <laughs> the loose cannon. And then sort of like, you know, when that switch was turned on, you know, it was very hard for that switch to be turned off. I feel like, you know, and so, so yeah, so that, 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 that's a huge part of what it is that we look for. And obviously the, the access, the voices that you can get to be in it is another deciding factor. Like, can you get access to a family member who has a perspective that's never been told? You know, because sometimes we feel like, or often we feel like, family members, loved ones, um, have a point of view on this business and a point of view on, you know, their family member's uh, relationship to wrestling and as a wrestler that's totally different than anybody else on the planet. And I think that tends to just show a completely different side of that person. It shows the human side of that person. So I think if, if, if you can plug all those elements in, uh, then you're going to have a really compelling, you know, episode of the show, and it's going to work for us. Where like the storytelling is really going to almost tell itself in a lot of ways. I think that that's definitely been one of the defining characteristics of the series is that you're drawn in by the subject of whether it be the Owen Hart or the Chris Benoit. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in sitting down, it's so much of history has been focused on that singular person, and not enough of. What was left in, you know, learning more about a David Benoit who comes across just as this sympathetic figure that was just left in the dust of all of this that happened in 2007 or that Dino Bravo had a family that that he left behind him. It's all these stories Mm -hmm. of some of the, you know, maybe secondary figures, but ones that are left to deal with the the mess at times of, of the aftermath. Yeah, and exactly. And and I can also kind of like, you know, because Jason and I are such huge wrestling fans, you know, like we, we sort of grew up, you know, like playing as, as Chris Benoit and Owen Hart in video games, you know, and we had their action figures and, you know, we, we had all that stuff. And so we, we subscribe to the fan kind of world of all of this, you know, and it's interesting that I think it's, well, I think it's important when you show the, the, the family aspect, it grounds the whole story. Because sometimes I think that, you know, because wrestling has that kind of fourth wall theatrical, a bit larger than life side to it, sometimes you, sometimes when, when, as a fan, you don't really quite, you know, perceive the weight of what's taken place, you know, in, in, in a particular tragedy or a particular event with a wrestler because it's still to you kind of their character and who they are in real life is kind of one and the same. And I feel like, um, I feel like with our show, that's one thing we always try and do is like by having that family member that kind of brings it all to the ground saying, yeah, this was a job. And, you know, this is not who this person was. Like, you know, I always go back to, uh, um, you know, uh, Bruiser Brody's widow, who was just like, I never met Brody. I only knew Frank, you know, and I think 
that like is very kind of sobering for a wrestling fan to kind of see that because they kind of, you know, they don't, they don't really, it's, it's hard to appreciate. I think when you're so wrapped up into the theatrical vibe of all this. Have you found as you've done so many interviews at this point, um, different, uh, different techniques you've found that have been helpful or just looking back at, at where you have improved upon as an interviewer yeah. that when you sit down knowing, like I, I remember once when I did like a documentary about a decade ago and I did this sit down with uh, Bret Hart in his house and it turned into this four hour thing. And afterwards I was killing myself <laughs> that I spent so much time on these early days and really it was like, I, I should have yeah. been much more just uh, efficient with with my line of questioning. I'm, I'm sure that you've probably made strides yourself now that you've just done so many at this point. Totally. And one thing that I've sort of found is a couple of things. Like one, like kind of bringing our conversation full circle. It's like going back to watch those season one episodes and remember, like watching them back and remembering being in the moment of those interviews and being like, oh, I wish I would have. I wish I would have asked that as a follow-up or something as something else to go deeper um i i I just know like looking back at some of those episodes like remembering being like not like like maybe a little intimidated by some of the wrestlers you know back then as to where i don't think i am you know now um uh i mean some i'm sure there are but you know like i i think that i that we we have improved on that front in terms of like you know um and, and like I don't, I don't work on the page as much anymore in terms of when I'm doing the interviews. Like I, I like to have all the interview questions there if I need them, but I try to now run the interview as much as I can, just organically, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of just, just kind of seeing where the com- like knowing where the topics are, what you need to hit, and being prepared, but just kind of like trying to make it looser because I think the more loose it is, the less rigid people feel like they're on live television and they have to, you know, be on all the time. And the more candid you can get it is when you're going to get the most real best stuff, you know? So I, I, I try to keep it as loose as possible, bring the moments of levity when you need to, um, definitely structuring your lining of questioning, like where I felt like if there's something more difficult, you can save it for the end or, you know, you can just kind of, you know, you can structure your interview in a totally different way than it's going to be presented in the episode. And, so, yeah, I, I think over the course of doing so many of these now, probably, I don't know, maybe probably 200 you know, maybe at this point. Uh, I don't know if that's an exaggeration, but I think it's probably close. Um, yeah, just like a lot of my approach to it has evolved over, over the couple of seasons here. Uh, well, we'll end just getting back to uh, Confidential. Again, it's premiering Tuesday night, 9 Eastern on Vice TV. And, of course, Conrad Thompson is the one hosting this. And uh, yeah. for those unfamiliar, you guys did do the podcast throughout Season 2, Dark Side of the Podcast. And I think for a lot of viewers, Evan, like you and Jason are the voices people want to be hearing going behind the scenes of this and, and talking about it because who is more hands-on than the two of you? How quickly did you guys – uh Kind of, kind of settle into the role on on the podcast and and realize that there was an audience here to hear a lot more than than what is just being the the actual sure. documentary episode. There's so much more that uh, comes with it. Yeah, I think like you know um, doing the doing the dark side of the podcast that, that we did you know for for season two, um, just seeing that people just were really into it and wanting to know more and and wanting to know kind of our process you know, our experience, because I think we try to subtly inject in every episode kind of the experience we had making the episode in terms of like, you know, sometimes if you're our voices off camera or sometimes, 
we'll leave in these really kind of interesting, candid moments in our episodes from some of our subjects that reveal a different side or a different thing. And, and um, you know, we try to always kind of leave little traces of what our experience is like filming it. And then when we kind of were able to tell the, the backstory on all this stuff and explore how we arrived at these subjects in our process and what we discovered, people were just really interested. And I was kind of surprised at that. I wasn't really sure if people would be into it or not. Um, and so I think from there, it was like, oh, well, you know, this is this is kind of cool. And then if, you know, Vice is wanting to expand upon, you know, the, the first two seasons, this could be a really compelling way. Um, at first, it was like, I think they wanted it to just be us on there alone. <laughs> and then I was kind of like, well, I don't know how, that, how that's going to work. I feel like we need someone to introduce a line of questioning, which 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 Conrad does, you know, and, and does it well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Conrad goes way back with us. Like we go way back with him in the process of making the show where, you know, a lot of our early ideas for the show came from his podcast that we just brazenly lifted, <laughs> you know, like when, 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 when we heard Bruce Pritchard talking about Houston wrestling, for example, and we heard the story of Gino Hernandez and how there was this whole conspiracy around his or possible conspiracy around his passing. We were like, wow, that could be a compelling episode. And I remember that I actually called Conrad and then eventually Bruce back then and invited them to the vice offices to see our Bruce and Brody episode before it was finished, uh, before we even had a full season greenlit. Because I knew that if we did, I definitely want to have Bruce involved to, to, to share his stories on, um, um, on our show, especially because his podcast was taking off. And, um, and so then, yeah, so they, so, they, so they came in and watched it with us. And so Conrad's kind of been part of this dark side family for, for a long time. And I think it was just cool to be able to kind of bring it full circle with this show. Um, to ha- and, and then just to have us on there, just kind of, you know, having fun in some parts, but also getting into some serious stuff and you know, going back into the archives, pulling out deleted scenes, random stuff. Like there's some, there's some wild stuff that we're going to be showing as well. Just random stuff that we felt that just wouldn't have any other purpose for being, you know, anywhere else in a show like this. So yeah, it was it was just really cool, and uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm just interested to hear what people think, you know, and think if they like it, and maybe it's something that if it does well enough, we can keep doing it, you know, for the third season and beyond. Well, my final question was: the last time you were on with us, you had mentioned the fact that the creator, the one to come up with the name Dark Side of the Ring, yeah. was actually your mom. Is this correct? That's right. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. I'm curious if yeah. your mom ever thought that her uh, brainstorming session would lead to dark side of the football. That's such a good question, man. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because you know it, it's really it's it's wild to see that the success of this show um, on Vice, you know, has has now spawned you know spinoffs and franchise shows and uh, that they're doing and now a talk show. And it's I tend to look back and be like. Would, would all this happen? Would any of this happen? Would have they found? Yeah. Would 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 Vice have, you know, uh, found to do a football show or a '90s show or whatever if it weren't for that title? Because that title is so interchangeable with anything with anything, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, you got to give credit to my mom for, for <laughs> shout out to my mom, you know, for 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 coming up with that title, especially at a time when we could not come up with a title for the show. We were stumped. Everything we came up with was a really lame wrestling pun. And I'm so glad we didn't do because I don't, I think it would have, it would have hurt the show in, in terms of trying to be successful, <laughs> but um, yeah, testament to my mom. She's always had a brain for that. Kind of 
thing. Like, you know, um, branding and, and, and marketing, she's full of ideas and, 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 you know, she's totally nailed it with this one. Well, there you go. The, uh, the, the brain trust, uh, coming up with yeah. the dark side of the ring, uh, naming rights, uh, you know, congratulations <laughs> on everything. I think that everyone, th- there was this heightened curiosity when the series was first announced ahead of season one. And yeah. I think that it was like, look at this. You can look at the spinoffs and such. This has been uh, an unmitigated success. It's uh, a testament to the work that has gone into this. And y- you two deserve all the accolades that, that have come with this. And I think Vice uh, should certainly realize just, and I think do, of how big this franchise yeah. has been, that it has expanded across the network going into other genres now. It's, it's a real credit to the audience that you two have been able to find and your whole team by extension. Yeah, I mean, our team, I mean, without our team, I mean, it's not just the two of us making these shows. I mean, our, 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 our team are such hardworking, uh, you know, just, just, just amazing collaborators in terms of, you know, there's so much that goes into these episodes. They're very, very complicated to make. Um, and especially now during a pandemic to even think about some of this, just the intricacies of, of putting this all together, not only just in two different countries, but, um, actually in this, season you're going to see interviews that were done in different countries you know oh, wow. the first time that we've really gone international with the show in some other ways too and you know just just putting all that together it's been it's been it's been hard it's been hard on a lot of our staff but i think at the end of the day like it's really going to show and the work's going to be great um i'm really happy about these first run of episodes we didn't touch on it but you know brian pillman like i said is the two-hour premiere the other two that i can freely safely plug is that we're doing an episode on Nick Gage, which I'm really excited about because that's something I never thought <laughs> we would have incorporated into the series. It's such a contemporary story, especially in, the, in like the deathmatch world. And then, of course, we have the WCW in North Korea event, um, you know, which is one that we've been kind of just yearning to do for a, for a long time. And, and and that also, I think, you know, we we've hit on a like a like a new tone. You know, for the show and with that episode, so I think it's yeah, it's just it's just really it's really exciting. We have such a great team, and you know, I'm so indebted to them for all the hard work they do, and of course, just everyone else, and all the fans, all the wrestling fans and viewers who tune in, obviously, to make the show a success as well. Like all the wrestling fans who appreciate the the um, the show and have just you know, yeah, like become fans of it and shared it and turn on to, you know other people onto it and shared it. Can can't thank them enough. Uh, so everyone can uh, keep their ear to the ground regarding news for season three premiere date uh, coming soon. But first and foremost is Dark Side of the Ring Confidential. It premieres Tuesday night, 9 Eastern on Vice TV. And Evan, thanks so much for taking some time out. I, I hope that we can uh, get you back here in time for season three to chat about uh, what is upcoming when all the uh, the topics are officially released and we can uh, look yeah, ahead to season three. We definitely should. We, we, we definitely should do like the, what we did last uh, season, just do a deep dive on what's to come. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Evan. This was great. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it, man.